Chapter 4, September 11th, Paoli. Betsy dropped the tiller just inside of the door to the tool barn and ran all the way to her house. Dusty, sweaty, feet aching from running and arms aching from pushing the tiller, Betsy kept running until she got to the front door. Mom, Dad, she yelled out, but all was quiet. She walked towards their bedroom just to be sure that there wasn't another reason why the rest of the house was quiet. The door was open, and then she collected her wits. Of course, her mother and father weren't home. If they were, they would have yelled out for her to come home once they realized what they heard was gunfire, and even rode one of their horses down to the field to scoop her up and carry her home. She was alone in the house. She ran outside as another cannon exploded. Not knowing where her parents were frightened her because she didn't know if they had, earlier in the day, traveled down the Darby Road to visit friends or tend to business. They didn't always tell each other where they were going. They assumed that they'd go and then return. That was the way it always was. The war had never come to their doorstep before. She ran around to the back of the house, looking in all the outlying buildings, calling their names. Certain that she was alone and thinking that each blast that she heard seemed closer, Betsy ran inside the house. Dad always kept his musket by the front door. Never know who might be wandering around out here in the dark, he said, especially now that I've got a house full of women, he said, after the boys left. Betsy grabbed the musket and looked out the front door. She turned all around, looking to the east, west, north, and south. Certain that she didn't see mother or father, she closed the door, swung the heavy iron bolt across it, top and bottom, and waited, hoping that the next voice she'd hear would be her mother and father, and not someone whose coming meant her nothing but harm. After what seemed like an eternity, she heard a commotion outside. She heard horse hoofs flying over the hard, dry dirt. She ran to the window and peeped outside. It was dark by then. Betsy checked her musket one more time, loaded it with powder and buckshot, and crouched to the side of the front door, a spot where she could see anyone coming in before they could see her. With her heart beating almost as loud as the gunfire, she heard those familiar voices. Betsy! Betsy! yelled Teeny. Then that masculine voice that she so longed to hear. Betsy! Honey! Are you in there? Yes, I'm here! I'm here! she yelled as loud as she could, excitedly. Betsy laid the gun down. She moved away from the door, also moving away the table and chairs that she had pulled in front of it to keep out any intruders. Mom, Dad, she yelled, I'm here. She heard them trying the doorknob, so she yelled out. I locked myself in here because I didn't know where you were or what was going on, she said, almost crying. I'm trying to take the bolts off now. Hold on. Orlin called back in a comforting voice. Take your time, honey. We're here now. Betsy flung off the first bolt and then the second. Then she flung open the door and fell into her parents' waiting arms. Don't worry now, honey, Orlin said. You're safe now. Betsy finally let herself cry. Between sniffles, she managed to get out. What's going on, Dad? What's happening out there? Orlin ushered her back in the house sat her down on the nearest bench while he put her head on his shoulder and patted her on the head. War, honey. Looking at Teeny with eyes full of sadness, he said it again. War.